Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. And let me just say this. I do this every once in a while. But if you are listening to us on the podcast, try to join us live on Facebook and you can get into the comments and stuff and, and interact with us. And if you're listening, if you're watching us live, give the podcast a try. Just let's switch it up, guys. It's March. It's National Change Things Up Month. Just keep yeah. that up. Anyway, <laughs> either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. It's the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Peakley. <laughs> yep. That's, that's me. Not not pickle, like not on a pickle. jar. Right. Peakley. Peakley. Yeah. Um, Howdy, everyone. Do you... Oh, man. Oh, man. This might be an inappropriate question. <laughs> ah, whatever. Do you like pickles? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. My brother does not. Little brother does See, not. See, that would be weird, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, Jake, Jake cannot stand pickles. He will not eat them. Does not like him. I love pickles. He looking at me like you're... Posor, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, people. We, like I I'm get, the real deal. I get that question a lot. I was gonna say, like, I, yeah, I, you know, I've never actually explored it with you, so yeah, okay, that's good. There's um, that. Do it first, fourth through the door. We sure do. It was Stephen Cassie, Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hadaway, and Derek English, who, by the way, is watching from. Oh man, he said it earlier. San Diego, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, San Diego. He said it's a. Uh, he said it's really nice to tune in and hear some uh, Texas twang today. He said the Cali people are looking at him funny. So, yeehaw. Yeehaw, indeed. <laughs> Although, I don't have – I don't think I have – do I have a Texas twang? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think Coppell produces much uh, Texas twang It's not people. even th- It's not even that. Um, did you, do you know what the, like, American accent is? I was, I was taught this in journalism school. Maybe you were, too. Uh, um, that in broadcasting, mm-hmm. they teach you that – the American accent, if you want to be like a national broadcaster, you need to sound like you're from Indiana. Indiana is like the American neutral accent is what it's considered. Interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I found that really interesting, yeah. too. It's like, because, you know, you, you don't want somebody from Boston. Yeah. Or you don't want somebody from California. Or, you don't or want a from, big old from, southern. Or a big old southern know? accent. It's like you think about like, um, 
I'll pick somebody at uh, at Ram. Uh, okay. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lester Holt, mm-hmm. the guy who hosts NBC Nightly News. Yeah. If you were to listen to him, you'd be like, oh, okay, I would buy that he's from Indiana. Yeah. Right? David Letterman is actually from, from Indiana. From Indiana, And so yeah. it's like, that sounds like a neutral. Yeah. Anyway. Nora, Nora O'Donnell, too, from on the CBS Nightly. She kind of. She has that, like, that neutral yeah. accent, right? She doesn't sound like, uh, hey, y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, anyway. Today is Thursday, March 5th, 2020, 266 days until Thanksgiving, episode 916, 916, the Justin Ruggiano episode. Justin Ruggiano played one game for the Rangers in 2016. That's that's the story. That's it. On today's show, guys, we've got some headlines to go through, including Texas high school football coaching drama. Legit drama. drama yeah. That played out, and it's we've got video of it. It's actually really interesting. We're going to get to that. And then back half of the program, uh, we're going to visit with Ashley Pickle uh, about her trip down to the Valley. Specifically, she caught up uh, with the head coach at Mission Veterans Memorial, uh, David Gilpin, uh, to chat about uh, coaching his son. And it's a really cool piece that she put together. Uh, I'm not trying to you know, get her a big head. But it's a cool piece she put together about You're being our nice. 2018 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. <laughs> Um, and his ability to his opportunity to coach him, and I think that you know we talk with coaches all the time about how special it is to coach their kid. Uh, I, I think Coach Gilpin really puts a puts a, a fine point on it. So uh, we'll hear from Coach Gilpin coming up here at the back half of the program. But first, let's get to some headlines, and let's start with something that we didn't necessarily think was going to play out this way. Yeah, let's start with Plano. Drama. So Plano. Plano Wildcats, right? This is one of the most decorated programs in Texas high school football history. Uh, This is a program uh, that has, uh, let's see, uh, they've got a a number of state championships that I definitely know right now. Hold on. Um, They've got, uh, they've made it to nine state championship games. Uh, They have a grand total of... Seven state championships, right? They're on the very short list. In fact, there are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams plus Plano that have seven state championships. They are hallowed ground, right? They're also one of the winningest programs in Texas high school football history. Um, They are, in fact, uh, second all-time in 6A, uh, only behind Temple. There are three behind Temple. They have 771 all-time wins. This is a decorated legendary program. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it was big news uh, a couple of weeks ago when uh, J. Don McCullough, uh, the head coach of the Plano Wildcats, was reassigned within Plano ISD. Uh, And so Plano was looking for a head coach. And again, we're talking about a big job. Plano is one of the four largest schools in the state of Texas. It's Allen and the three Plano schools, Plano East, Plano West, and Plano High is one of the largest schools in the state. It is also one of the most decorated programs in the state. We have talked a little bit with Matt Stepp about why it is, that, you know, the Plano schools have kind of uh, have struggled recently. Right. And Stepp has, a, has some theories uh, that kind of revolve around the fact that Plano ISD is not set up as far as the middle schools are concerned and the feeder schools are concerned in the same way that other multi-school districts are set up. And he is of the belief that that, hurts Plano ISD. Mm-hmm. So, it looked like they had their guy. Yeah, a, a pretty big A really nice game. Yeah. It looked like they were going to land Denton Braswell coach Cody Moore. 
which I think would have been a really inspired hire. I oh, think yeah. I think Cody Moore has done an outstanding job uh, building Denton Braswell. Remember, this was a nine and three team a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a team that that was really exciting to watch. One of the the rising squads, uh, you know, out there, and, and and a guy who really you know literally built this program from the dirt. Yeah. Up to a team that you know won a playoff game last yeah, year. Yeah, I like, was there for that game. Yeah, and it's exciting things, right? Mm-hmm. Big doings there at Denton Braswell, and so. It was really, it was I thought a really inspired hire and a thoughtful hire by the by Plano ISD to go and hire uh, Cody Moore. In fact, he um, he told his he told his kids that he was going to go take the job. Uh, he was uh, officially approved by the board. Normal, relative, even though it's a high profile job, in the grand scheme of things, a pretty. Boring, standard, run-of-the-mill hire. yeah. hiring process, right? They identify the guy, they interview him, they hire him, the board approves him, everything's good. Until yesterday. <laughs> Until yesterday. When Cody Moore changed his mind and said, you know what? I don't want to do that. In fact, Denton ISD tweeted this video of him telling his kids that he was coming back. So let's check this out. There ain't nobody else I want to coach. I'm here. That's really cool, right? That's really cool. Yeah, like, uh, even, you know, know, we'll talk about the Plano side of this in a moment, but if you're just a, a human being, you can look at that and be like, that's really cool, that his team is really fired up, that he has decided to stay with Denton Braswell. Uh, yeah, it shows so much more than just, like, of the impact that he's sure. legitimately had there. Like, you don't get, like, I feel like a lot of times in that situation, the kids could outright and be, and be correct going, well, why are you coming back now? Like, right. clearly it didn't mean enough in the first place, you know. But the fact that they celebrated like that says so much about him. Absolutely. And that's, as that's a human. That's a really, really, that's a cool moment, right? That's really cool that, that his players would embrace him like that and be so excited that they were getting him back. So now, let's talk about the Plano side of this. Because I'll be honest... Not ideal. <laughs> I think this is... This is not a great look for Plano ISD. Mm-mm. Now, you know, obviously, Coach Moore has an emotional tie to Denton Braswell, right? And for whatever reason, he wants to stay at Denton Braswell. And that is his right. And, and I don't begrudge him that at all for whatever reason. But from the Plano side of it, generally speaking, if somebody turns you down for a job... You don't want people to know about it. No. Because that just means, inevitably, whoever they go and hire will be the second choice. Mm -hmm. It'll be... And it is publicly known that they are the second choice. (laughs) Publicly the second choice. Yeah. And that's a bad deal for Plano ISD for a couple of reasons. One, it's just kind of embarrassing. I think so, but I don't. I think it's a little bit embarrassing that that you're a big, high-profile program and they're being turned down. I think that's that's a bad look. Yeah. Just embarrassing. But furthermore, and Step brought this up on Twitter, although he's on vacation, he should not be tweeting. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, what, dude? It's a big story. (laughs) But here's the thing for me. If you're a candidate for for the Plano job, 
I am definitely leveraging this. And I'm definitely saying, hey, you know what? Um, if you really want me, then you're going to have to show me that I am, that you're excited about me. Yeah. How excited are you? Because otherwise, I'll just stay where I'm at. Yeah. Right? I think, I think this is a, a really, it's just a really bizarre, like, bizarre story. I don't begrudge anybody for their choices. And I think that Cody Moore, you know, obviously he, and he, he has some quotes there, uh, our friends at the Denton Record Chronicle got, uh, about how passionate he is about this program, how hard it would be to leave and stuff like that, how he wants to build there at Braswell. And that's really cool for him. And I'll begrudge him that, that choice at all. But I will say that this is just going to be a really weird look now for Plano. That whoever they go and they hire, because again, I thought that they they had zeroed in on a great candidate. Yeah, Things were going to look really, really good. And I thought if they had hired Cody Moore, we'd have been like, man, you know what? Great hire there, Plano. Oh, good yeah. job. You landed on your feet. This is going to be a really interesting situation now. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go now mm -hmm. uh, as Cody Moore has turned down Plano and he will stay at Denton Braswell. And good for Braswell, man. Good yeah, for whoever, I, I agree completely, though, that whoever's coming up next, man, they've got some leverage they can use. Absolutely. That's the biggest, they that's absolutely the biggest story from the Plano they, side of this. They absolutely should, should do that. So there is that. Okay. Next up on the things that I definitely sent you. Yeah, I only had to ask like Thank seven you. times. Uh, <laughs> this was actually a coaching change that I got to break on Twitter. Now, tap bomb. Point, point of order. Point <laughs> of order. Step fed me this. Step literally <laughs> tweeted me from Jamaica and said, hey, here's this. He goes, does anyone want to put this on Twitter? And Tepper <laughs> like <laughs> instantly goes, I've got this. I want some of this clout. Please give me this clout. Tap bomb. And so. I tweeted this uh, earlier this week. It was on Monday, I believe. That uh, Fort Ben Willeridge. Fort Ben Willeridge is uh, has been looking for a new uh, a new head coach. Uh, they have found a new head coach. Is going to be Spring Westfield coach Ramon Chinyoung. Um, he is taking the job uh, there at at um, Fort Ben Willeridge. Uh, of course, he helped to help uh, to build. Uh, Spring Westfield into a Houston area powerhouse. He's now going to become the head coach there at Fort Bend Willow Ridge. Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch what he's able to do there. Uh, a guy who is really well thought of in, in coaching circles in Ramon Chin Young. And, and so this, this feels like a really, really savvy hire there at Fort Bend Willow Ridge. So they are going to hammer, uh, they're going to hire him. Okay. Um, so the NFL combine has come and gone. It's true. And uh, there are now uh, – so what you're seeing now is, is people uh, looking at their mock drafts, right, mm -hmm. where these guys are going to go. There are some uh, – there's some Texas ties to, to this. I'm going to look at uh, – I think Todd McShay at ESPN can be a little bit obnoxious. Maybe it's just uh, – I think that his I think that his tie knot's really big, and that bothers yeah. me. But um, <laughs> he does have his mock draft up on ESPN. Uh, and a handful of Texas ties. At number three, he's got former South Grand Prairie uh, cornerback and uh, now uh, at Ohio State, Jeffrey Akuda, going to number thir three overall to Detroit. I will say that this will probably snap this, this year will probably snap the streak of three years in a row with a Texas high school football product going number, number one, one overall. Yeah, because Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, then Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Uh, it looks like, it, barring something crazy, right. Joe Burrow is going to go number one. Oh, yeah. Joe Burrow is not from Texas, nope. so that's uh, unfortunate. Um, do you do you try to guess, like, do you when you watch the draft, do you sit there and try? I know a lot of people that try to, like, guess 
or they make like a board and they write down like their mock draft. Who they're gonna take? I don't. Do you do that? I'm not that. I'm not that no. into it. No. Um, I don't. Um, elsewhere from the Texas uh, perspective, at number twelve to the Las Vegas Raiders. Get used to hearing that, guys. Yeah, no kidding. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, C.D. Lamb, of course, Richmond Foster mm-hmm. product uh, out of Oklahoma. Uh, they've got him number uh, going number twelve uh, to uh, Los Angeles or Las Vegas. I'm gonna need to start yeah, figuring that gonna... out. Um, elsewhere at number sixteen, he's got Calevon Chase on uh, the defensive end from LSU, who of course was a big part of that 2015 Galena Park North Shore title team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got him going number sixteen uh, overall. Uh, as far as the first uh, Texas college product is concerned he's got number 20 at jacksonville uh taking ross blacklock the big defensive tackle there uh from tcu big powerful defensive tackle he's got going uh number 20 uh, to tcu elsewhere let me see if i recognize any other texas products oh at number 26 uh houston and a guy that you need to know about Josh Jones, a tackle from Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got him going number 26 to Miami uh, there, which would be very exciting. If he can, if Houston can get another first-rounder, uh, that would be really, really exciting uh, for them. And that, I believe – oh, and then number thir- – oh, number 31 and number 32. Number 31 at four, uh, at uh, the San Francisco, uh, he has um, San Francisco taking Grant Delpit, uh, the safety from LSU, who is a Houston Lamar product. Uh, and then at number 32, uh, he's got uh, Texas A&M defensive uh, tackle Justin Matabuke, who, of course, is leaving A&M a year early mm-hmm. to go there. It would be really great if he could land in the first round uh, with the Chiefs uh, landing uh, landing him. But he's got them, him going number 32. And so you can check that out on ESPN.com. Uh, we're going to have you know the drafts, what, about a month away? A little more than a month well, away? Well, we'll actually – we'll be there for when we're, they're setting up for it, right? Yeah. That, we'll yeah. be in Vegas we when they're setting to, up that uh, stage at the Bellagio. Right. We're going to Vegas for uh, a conference there in April, over the weekend. We're not going to miss a show, I don't Mm-mm. think. But um, in any case, we've got that. And then finally, this is the definition of old news. Very definition of old news. <laughs> Let's go back to December. December 9th. We were a little busy. A little were busy. we? Yeah, we were a, so. a touch busy. Yeah. And so this slipped past me. But in the six-man ranks, Kroll uh, has made a hire. They have added in a new head coach and athletic director. And it is this is going to make me feel extremely, extremely old. Because the new head coach at Kroll is Mitchell Parsley. Mitchell Parsley guided... Kroll to back-to-back titles in 2013-2014, I covered his games. Wow. Here at Dave Campbell's. Wow. I was I remember Grandpa. having conversations about how, man, Mitchell Parsley is the best player in six-man football yeah. in 2000. In fact, he, he's probably, I would need to go look at the calendar or in the, in the magazines. I would bet that he was our, our six-man at that point, six man. When did they change to one A? Whatever it was. Wait, in um, what years was this? 13, 13 14? and fourteen. He like crawled to back to back titles. So he's only a year older than I am. Mitchell Parsley, and I know this because our friends uh, over at High School Football America, uh, Jeff Fisher does a podcast there at High School Football America, HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, did a podcast with Coach Parsley. He is twenty three. Yeah. He just graduated from Wayland Baptist because I remember it was a big deal that he went from a six-man school to go play 11-man ball at Wayland Baptist. Absolutely. That's always big doings in the six-man community whenever he's able to do that. Mm -hmm. He's probably not the youngest Texas high school football coach ever because I know back in like the 30s and the 40s, you had coaches who were 21, 20, stuff like that. But I will say in the modern era, at 23, he just graduated from college. Because who is like, yeah. 
like I 23. I know that um, uh, uh, Jamarcus Ashley at Calvert is really young as well, mm-hmm. but I think he's like 25 or 26. Yeah. This at is least a, for a head coach. 23 sure. year old head coach at Kroll. Coach That's Mitchell crazy. Parsley, we're going to try to get him on, although I don't want to just, you know, first of all, go listen to the High School Football America podcast. Uh, it's highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, go listen to their podcast with Mitchell Parsley, the head coach there at Kroll. But but I, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that because yeah. I, I finished listening to that podcast the other day, and it is amazing. A guy, like, 23 years old, and he's going to be the head coach in his hometown. That's which crazy. Which is really, really crazy. Yeah. So anyway, those are some headlines from across the state. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. All right, Ashley. You were down in the Valley about a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. You went down to the Rio Grande Valley for the State Mariachi festival we talked a little bit about that but while you were there you also caught up uh with the head coach at mission veterans memorial david gilpin you may remember back in 2018 uh mission veterans memorial made a remarkable run to the regional finals Mm -hmm. uh there and uh on the uh, on the strength of largely their quarterback landry gilpin who uh became our 2018 mr texas football player of the year and it's now uh going to be uh, it looks like he's going to be the the head the starting quarterback at southwestern yeah uh, in georgetown which is really really exciting uh, but there's also just a great story that I know gets told a lot around the state. There's a lot of instances of this, of coaches that get an opportunity to coach their kid. Uh, but few got to do it on the kind of stage and the kind of way that Coach Gilpin got to do it with Landry down there at Mission Veterans Memorial. Here's Ashley's piece on Landry Gilpin and his relationship with David Gilpin, the coach at Mission Veterans Memorial here in Texas Football Today. There's nothing like it. If I could, if I could give one wish to anybody in this world, it'd be that they could experience what I was able to experience with my son. Just, it was tough, man, to, to see it end, actually, and it's still tough now. Obviously, um, it was a special time in my life. I have four children that I love dearly. I have a wife, my parents, my 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 brother and his family that I love dearly with all of my heart. I love everybody the same, but I'd never been able to experience anything like that with any of them to just go on this run where he's such a, I mean, absolutely dominant player. You know, his senior year, actually, he, I don't think he played in the fourth game other than the first game and the last two games, you know, didn't play much of the third quarter in a lot of games and his stats were phenomenal. They should have been a lot higher, would have been if we were the kind of team that tried to run scores up, but we weren't. And we had kids that deserved to be on the field. So, uh, uh, it was, it was something, man. It was something I, I can't, I can't put into words, really and do justice to it other than say man i wish everybody could go through it actually it was it was crazy it was uh you know the highlight of my professional career because it was the most success any program that i've been a part of and i coached under some great coaches five great coaches i worked under um the best that we had done in my time as a head coach and my son was not only with me but was one of the reasons that we were able to accomplish that would have been the same if he would have been a third string lineman or a linebacker it would have been the same that i experienced it with my son but the fact that he was able to do that and 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 be be the man you know along with all of his teammates obviously and the coaching staff it was a combination but to have him be one of the focal points is uh just unbelievable I, i i cannot explain to anybody unless you're in the eye of that storm and we were you know we we uh every interview everything that happened you know involved me because I'm the head coach, 
and Landry because he was our record-setting quarterback. It's like I told my wife, you've got you you've got the toughest job in the stands because the two most unfairly criticized are the head coach and the and the quarterback, and the two most unfairly praised are the head coach and the quarterback. And so she handled it well, like a champ. Landry is is extremely humble, handled it. You know, you wouldn't know him from any other guy if you walked into the locker room by the way he acts. And there's one of the things I'm most proud of is, is was his behavior and the way he, he handled. And it was stardom. It, it was stardom. It was not, this is a, a really good player. I mean, he, he hit the statewide stage. A lot of it thanks to um, Dave Campbell's Texas football and Fox Sports and, and their coverage of him, which opened it up, opened some eyes up, you know, and then to win the Texas, Mr. Texas Football Award, you know, Campbell's Texas football every year, uh, along with uh, Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, uh, hands out the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award uh, to the most outstanding high school football player in the state uh, of Texas. Uh, past winners uh, include 2018 Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray and 2012 Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel. It's a who's who of Texas high school football players. Uh, and it is my distinct pleasure to inform you to inform you that you have been selected as the 2018 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year winner. That's that's incredible, Mr. Tupper. That's thank you so much for calling me. That's I don't even know how to act right now. They have me on a camera right now, but this uh, is uh, is your dad there? Yes, sir. He's right across. Uh, hey, Coach, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? That is absolutely crazy, Greg. I mean, you know, obviously we were hopeful, but, you know, to, to find a Rio Grande Valley guy and, and put him up there, man, we were, we were kind of hesitant that it would happen. I was, I was listening to your conversation right now, and I thought you're going to tell him, hey, you're, a, you're a, uh, uh, one of the top ten or, man, good luck or something for you to say that. I'm going to tell you the truth, man. My eyes watered up when you said that, and I've uh, had a lot of tears the last five or six days, and, that that is absolutely crazy, Greg, man, and what what a what a cap off to this young man's senior year. Thank you so much. I cannot express my appreciation anymore. I think Greg said it last year. There's like 250,000 football players in Texas, 1A to 6A. Not the best quarterback, not the best 5A player, not the best offensive player. Which he did win those awards in, in the in the sports writers and the Associated Press, but the best football player in Texas. Is he going to be going to play for the Dallas Cowboys? Probably not. I'm not going to say no. I, I don't know what his future is going to hold as he goes through his college career. But as a high school football player, he was recognized as the best football player in the best state of, uh, uh, for high school football in the nation. And that's never going to be taken away from him, Ashley. Nobody can take it from him now. That trophy was always his. His name's on the, on the traveling trophy that y'all have. Um, you know, we've hung a banner in the gym in his honor. You know, we've had two state champions at our school, one in shot put and one in powerlifting. You know, and those are, man, to be a state champion is one of the most neatest things in the world. But even state champions are in a niche, you know. I'm in an event. I'm a 100-meter guy or I'm a shot put guy or a powerlifting. I'm in a weight class. What Landry did was encompass the entire state of Texas. And, you know, I, I, I just don't know that it'll ever happen again for a real Grand Valley player, I don't know. Maybe not in my lifetime, maybe maybe next year. You know, we got some great ones. You got Eddie Lee Marburger right over here at Pioneer that's, 
you know, one of the best players in the state as well. You got AJ, one of the best players in the state. So, you know, it may happen again, but it may not. And, but for right now, it just, it, it was a, it was a special year with a special young man and, you know, a year I'll never forget. You know, if some, somebody put a video on Twitter today, um, showed a play that he was involved in as the quarterback, man. And I watched it like three times, you know, I just excited. It, it was neat to see. So there he is, David Gilpin. That's a really cool piece that you put together um, down there, and, and we appreciate Coach Gilpin taking a little bit of his time to, to, to chat with us. It's 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 really cool, and, and you know, it's that special bond that we we see a lot in, in Texas high school football, and you hear that from coaches, right? Mm-hmm. That that man, you know, it was so cool just to be my kid's coach, right. my son's coach, and um, you know, the the amazing thing for for him is he was like he got to coach his son, and his son was. A superstar. And right. his son was the driving force behind one of the best years in, in Rio Grande Valley history. Mm-hmm. And I think that the cool, like, the coolest part about it, and I think the, the answer that I know I smiled when he said it, was the fact that he said it would have been the exact same type of feeling had he been the third-string quarterback. He was like, I don't care as right. long as my son was there to experience that with me. But he said, he goes, he obviously encompassed, it wasn't just that he was the best Rio Grande Valley player. He wasn't just the best quarterback it was like he won that award for for being the best player in the state that year and he was like it was just obviously unbelievable it was really really cool to to hear that from coach Gilpin yeah I I think that that is um it's it's really again yeah it just makes it even more special that yeah you know coaches tell us all the time that they've got a son who's the third string guard right right? and like never gets to play but it's still special to be out there and do that Mm -hmm. with him and experience that with him Uh, but you know not many people get to have that opportunity where you get to coach your kid and he gets to go do those things and be kind of the big headliner there and and help guide his team to 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 new heights so uh, it's always always great to talk to coach Gilpin Uh, I know you guys were talking about your mean green because oh man he's he's North Texas guy first thing I first thing he said when I walked in when he goes hey Ashley coach Gilpin nice to meet you and then he just goes, go mean green. And I was like, we're going to get along. He is a, well, and he is, coach. he is, you heard his voice, but he is a, he is a large man in every sense. Oh he's yeah. Just, he's just, he's just a physically big dude, and but then he he's got a big personality loud. and he's got a big voice. And it's like, yeah, he's, he had uh, North Texas stuff all oh, over yeah. his office too. And it, it was, it was awesome. Love, yep. Yeah. Love, love coach Gilpin. So I appreciate his time. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thought. Um, so Aaron Arbuckle actually said, final thought material. Should there be a collegiate six-man football? Like, should there be collegiate six-man I'm down, football? man. I, and, and that's – I think that that would be really cool. Um, I think it would be, you know wh- – I think one of the things that keeps people from getting into six-man football is that it is, um, frankly, like, not accessible. What I mean by that is – it inherently takes place in small towns, right? right? Because it's the smallest, the small schools in the state, um, and as a result, you know the majority of the population lives out not in those small towns, mm-hmm. and so if you grow up in Houston, there's a pretty decent chance, especially I'll especially use Houston because you go to Southeast and there's just not a ton of six man. That's not six man football country. Six man mm-hmm. football tends to be west. There's a fair chance that, like, when you turn on your TV and it's the state championship games on Fox Sports Southwest, that's the first time you've ever seen six-man football. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm a big believer that exposure is the best thing you can do for it and, and just getting people to understand that this exists. 
right? And 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 that yeah, there is this, this other way of doing. It. So I'd love to see that. I'd love to see, especially like, you know, if smaller colleges want to do. Six and say that could be a cool like community college thing. Sure, you know? absolutely. But it's also there's also a you know you're 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 fighting uphill in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because you have to you you do have to fair. It's not fair because it is real football, but you have to fight against the notion of people who are like, oh, this is different. So this is not real football. Right. Right. Um, it's it's kind of the same thing that it, it's it's similar and different, but like it's like what the XFL is doing. It's like what the CFL is doing. It's like what these other leagues that are not the NFL are having to fight against. Obviously, they're a little bit they're they're different, and as a result, people are reluctant to jump on board with them. But that doesn't mean it's not interesting. That doesn't mean it's not fun. And that's not doesn't mean that that you can't get into it. So, I I would love to see that. I don't see it happening. Oh, no, and I mean, that's the uh, thing. But that would be like, something that I would be super into. Oh, yeah, as a fan, like, yes. like it would be awesome. But then you think about it from an actual perspective of, is this feasible to do from a college athletic standpoint? It, it's just the not, more, The you more know? exposure you can get for it, the better. And and that's, that's to me, uh, that's why I would be in favor of it, because I think that that, that it would be a rising tide that would raise all boats. Anything else? Are you done? You're calling it quits? That's it. Yeah, Aaron also said I should change my uh, Twitter handle to at Duchess underscore of Duchess of under man, I Duchess of the Dorks is basically what that says. <laughs> is that available? That a- I'm checking. You know what? It's available. Hey. At Duchess of the Dorks is available. <laughs> so if you want to change it, you certainly could. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday fun. Texas Football Today.